Being tuned in means caring about what happens to you, not politicians. Seville 1075 and 1260 WCHV. If you will sell a gun to someone who's prohibited from possessing it, if you willfully fail to run a background check, if you willfully falsify a record, if you willfully fail to cooperate with the tracing requests or inspections, my message to you is this, we'll find you. We're going to have to bring back stop, question, and frisk and apply it in a racially neutral manner. It is perfectly legal. It has been used for years. Chief Justice Earl Warren wrote the opinion in 1968, a case called Terry v. Ohio. We know that an effective violent crime reduction strategy must also address the illegal trafficking of firearms and focus on keeping guns out of the wrong hands. One of the most important things we should have done and continued to do is, is support local law enforcement. We have a major brewing crisis in American law enforcement, okay? You see the numbers in many cities of people that are taking retirement. I personally know a number of law enforcement officers who are seeking now to get on the retirement pathway. Yeah, that's what Joe Biden wants. He wants to get the guns in his hands. Um, and I'm not sure if Merrick Garland had to go out and uh, mansplain uh, what was going on. I don't know if it qualifies as mansplaining when he had to come out, uh, but it, it, it's cut and paste from so many previous presidents. I'm going to get crime under control uh, uh, prognu- uh, pronouncements to take us inside of it from one of my favorite organizations, conservatives fighting against uh, the the out of control uh, mis- misapplication of our judicial system right on crime, an organization that you know helped President Trump do some of the most seminal criminal justice reform over the years. Randy Peterson is on with us. Randy, thanks for coming back on the program. How are you doing this morning, sir? Good, sir. Thank you for having me back. So... I think the president's speech uh, that the that which we could follow uh, was a little thin on details, and that's usually the case with this stuff. I'm going to get the guns, and then you know it's up to the attorney general to uh, what did Merrick Garland say? Keep them out of the hands of the wrong people. Is that the most dangerous phrase in America over the last ten or fifteen years? Yes, and and you know this whole thing was really a thinly veiled. Um, you know, move to uh, fire the first salvo of the administration's uh, switch towards gun control. You know, even when the framing of of the crime that we've seen in all of these cities as gun violence rather than what it is, is crime, um, you know, it goes to that fact. And that's an area that, you know, the left is always weak on is, is law and order and fighting crime. But they're really good at, you know, grabbing guns or coming up with, um, other forms of uh, gun legislation. Mm-hmm. Wait, now, you've worked in law enforcement, Randy. You, you've been a police officer. Uh, you've been an investigator. You understand law enforcement. It, and, I, and I know so many of my friends just say cop. Uh, I, I prefer law enforcement officer because it brackets the job into what it is. Uh, we, we in Parts of Virginia have seen a 40% decline in the ranks of law enforcement officers in the last year, year and a half. Uh, you know, how, how is this going to work if now 
we're going to take all the law-abiding citizens' uh, firearms away, which is what it's always going to be the case in this stuff. Um, and uh, and we have forty percent decline in law enforcement ranks. It, it could end up being a dystopian environment. I mean, it's it's a little bit scary what they've done to uh, policing. Um, you know, as you pointed out, it. The rise in crime rates is has a whole bunch of factors, but one of the biggest ones is the lack of law enforcement pressure on criminals because police are no longer doing proactive policing. Who, who would? Who would stick their neck out under the criminal and civil liability that they're exposed to right now in fear of being the next star in a, a viral video if they make a mistake or if they do the right thing and it's just perceived as politically unpopular? We see this, and I had a fellow call me the other day. Uh, he had, had had to call uh, Charlottesville's constabulary, and a police officer came along with a, uh, I presume, one of these, uh, you know, uh, socialist. Uh, it's not socialist, but uh, 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 what's the phrase? All of a sudden, I'm grappling for it. Is these uh, resource officer, oh, social worker, right? Social worker. Thank you. Um, and and who didn't do anything, but I, I, I don't know. if Are these like the old commissars in the Soviet Union? They're political officers sent out with the soldiers to make sure they're, they're not abandoning the government's edicts? I, you know, I think that there's a, a move towards um, not bringing a socialist with the police officers yet, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but bringing social workers into the uh, policing space spectrum. Um, I, you know, I guess that the more tools that are available to, to police, the better in the, in the grand scheme of things. But you know, the left is very much pushing for that as a replacement to policing. Um, you know, none of these extra ideas, you know, these, uh, that have been proposed by the left should impact the enforcement capacity of policing, right? They, they, you can't, it's not, well, we're going to cut policing in half and then replace that half with social workers because they can do some of the job that, that the police do. That, that just, it just doesn't work that way. It's not a one-to-one um, or, or any sort of fractional uh, calculation that you can do that. We, we need policing to be stronger and larger than it is now, better. I mean, I think we can all agree that any part of government can be improved. We can certainly do that, um, but not at the expense of, uh, uh, but not expanding policing into these other areas and then call it something it's not because it's it's really not policing they they don't have the ability or authority to do what police officers are mm-hmm. um, tasked with doing texaspolicy.com is the website is texas public policy right on crime part of it randy peterson can i hang on to you randy because i want to talk about trojan horses uh in a little bit when we come back can we hold on to you Sure, absolutely. Where Central Virginia comes for world-class news and analysis since 2001. Seagull 1075 and 1260 WCHV. Joe Thomas in the morning and visiting with Randy Peterson from the group Right on Crime. I was born, six gun in my hand. 
Randy, you know, you have a background in law enforcement investigations as well as working now on, uh, you know, true criminal justice reform. Here we go again, in my view anyway, and you tell me what you think about this, because I still think this is a Trojan horse uh, to, again, gain more tyrannical oversight over our lives because we we just are going to make a bollocks of it. Uh, If they really wanted to do something, we'd go back to trying to figure out how to fight the violence, not the gun. That's what they always do. They say gun violence, and they focus on the inanimate object that's never going to vote for them, uh, and they they ignore the perpetrator of the violence in so many cases. Yes, exactly. It's it's really easy to uh, convince people that a gun without a serial number or with a stabilizing brace is what's wreaking havoc in their communities, and then ignore the the actual cause of it, which is criminals and, and primarily criminal gangs. Um, you know, the, the left is, is always very good at coming up with new forms of, of gun control, you know, uh, different ways to, um, you know, destroy the Second Amendment. Uh, but they are not good at, you know, law and order or coming up with ways to combat actual crime. Um, so, they, you know, they've chosen what their strong point is, and they're hoping that, you know, the, the general public will buy it. So, and, and I guess maybe it's because it's so hard to actually go back and start finding, you know, the, the heart of the violence, which is our choices. You know, humans make the choice to, to steal from each other. But the United States was founded on the idea of if you buy a piece of property, it's yours, you're sovereign on it. Uh, we, we had an incident on one of our transmitter sites where our chief engineer found two separate campsites set up with tents and everything uh, in the field around the transmitter tower and when he told the kid to go his the with a police officer there the guy's answer was well where am i supposed to go as if that's the the owner of the property's issue uh, are we developing a society that views the ownership of property as you know uh, an affront to a, to society because i think when i listen to folks like kamala harris a, a former district attorney not district attorney uh, attorney general uh, i i think that's where we're headed is the idea that owning property is either racist or uh, criminal behavior in and of itself and should be broken down sure when you and when you frame it that way that i mean that would be a good entry point for that kind of uh um, of a discussion on the left to say, yeah, maybe you know, maybe we shouldn't have uh, pers- uh, personal property anymore, and th- that's kind of scary. And we we saw that, you know, down in in Texas, obviously, you know, the the state is a uh, a pretty red state, um, but we have you know pockets of of that kind of activity, you know, primarily in Austin. And when they did that, when they removed a ban on camping, they allowed these homeless encampments to pop up or to sleep on the street right in front of your business and all of these things uh, with really no regard to the taxpaying citizen or to the business owner. Um, you know, everything was focused on making sure that the, the homeless could do what they, what they want. And it, it, it has become a, a serious mess there. Well, I think it's somewhat ironic. We went through the same thing here in Charlottesville, and I think the University of Texas plays the University of Virginia in a baseball game tonight. I'm not. Uh, I think I think I heard something about that, uh, Randy. Uh, but yeah, it's a very very similar uh, case uh, in point. There, uh, what what can we do? I mean, I don't know if we can hang on till the 2022 midterms uh, for this. Is there is there a point where you know we push Joe Manchin too far, and he actually switches parties and puts Mitch McConnell back in charge of the Senate? 
you know, that would be one way to, you know, to disrupt anything that was going to happen in the, in the Senate. Um, but I think from a crime standpoint, you know, from bringing these crime rates down, what we need to do as the general public is let law enforcement know that they're supported. Right? They're not getting that support from their local government units, right? You have city council members attacking their own police departments or mayors. Um, you have Maxine Waters and the squad, uh, you know, uh, you know, shouting for defunding the police or telling rioters to get more confrontational. They're not feeling that support. We need them to get back to doing proactive policing, but they won't do that without the public support. They, that's what they need. Um, and that is how you will bring the crime rates down. When you go back to proactive policing, um, where the police officers are out there actively seeking criminals uh, to prevent crime and to arrest criminals that are have committed crimes, when they're doing that again, because they're confident that they have the backing of the public, that's when we'll see crime rates go down. Right now, there's no law enforcement pressure on these gangs or other criminals. Yeah. And, and let me ask you really, really quick, last one for you. We have a minute left, Randy. We see uh, uh, New York mayoral's race, founder of the Guardian Angels wins, Curtis Sliwa. Uh, you know, but then you look at police departments where the police chiefs don't even seem to have, like in Charlottesville, the back of their police officers. Um, you know, it, they talk about community policing, but I don't know if you know if is is the guardian angels model going to wind up being, you know, what gets born nationwide again? It would be, that would be an interesting uh, event. The, the part though that you just pointed out, which is interesting is that, you know, in almost, well, not in almost in all of these major cities, um, you know, the, the chief of police is appointed by the, the mayor and or the city council, the governing body there. Um, so they're really a, a political figure in the, body of that um, governing unit. So they don't, it, because all of those are, are almost all Democratic or far-left uh, uh, institutions in all of these large cities, the chief of police being a political animal there really is not in line with the rank-and-file yeah. law enforcement officer who generally is, is a center-right or farther-right yeah. um, philosophy. So they it, it's really hard to align those. So, like you said, the, the top can be speaking, and the you know the the rubber meets the road is where it happens, and and they're they're not in alignment. Randy Peterson, it's TexasPolicy.com, dot com. Right on crime. Thank you so much for your time this morning, sir. Very welcome. Thank you for having me. How do we replace Rush Limbaugh in Charlottesville? We asked Rush. <laughs> 